All right. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hello from Obscurity. Uh, today we're going to be watching or talking about rather, uh, cause we already watched it cause that's how podcasts work. Uh, we're going to be talking about the movie, uh, not what I said last week, which was, uh, five children in it, but apparently, um, I won the podcast guys and I found the most obscure movie that was not available to watch anywhere except for I the wanna, UK. I want to contest that. I want to contest oh, that because my movie, I couldn't even find it. Oh, are you going to like send the, us the a link? No, Peter, yours was just wrong. We couldn't find Oh, Sam's. you're talking about the void. <laughs> but I'm talking about the void. Either way, we will not be watching uh, the delightful adventures of a group of five British children and Kenneth Branagh and a weird, creepy uh, sand fairy uh, puppet thing played by Eddie Izzard. No, unfortunately not. Uh, instead, we will be watching a different movie that also features a weird, creepy puppet thing that it's is British. It's always puppets with you. Uh, it's always puppets. You know, but She's except I haven't picked a puppet movie. Uh, really? Yeah, that's been Lily. Lily's been the one picking the puppet movies. Um, I chose Return to Oz, and don't any of you forget it. I did like exactly. Uh, but no, I chose a different puppet movie, which isn't really a puppet movie, but it does have a puppet for <laughs> a few moments. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Permanent Midnight uh, from 1998, uh, directed and written by David Veloz, Um And it is based on the book Permanent Midnight, Midnight uh, written by Ribbit. Jerry Stahl. Uh, and it's an autobiography of Jerry Stahl, a TV writer. Uh, out in LA with a drug addiction. So completely unheard uh, of story. Yeah, Sam, is there anything you need to tell us? This is a safe space. (laughs) (laughs) As a writer from LA, we want to know a few things about your life. We're all here because we love you. Yeah. Yeah. There was a moment, there was a moment while we were watching this movie where Sam looked over to me and was like, this is how I write everything. (laughs) On heroin? No, no, the scene where he's typing frantically on his typewriter and he's all sweaty and he's like smoking a cigarette and he's like really like jamming into it. I was like, that's me, Peter. If you come in my room anytime I say I'm working, uh, that's what's happening in there. It's just going to look like that. There was a a, a thin layer of flop sweat on uh, uh, Ben. Okay, well, a thick layer of flop. It, it was the whole constant movie. It was like, whoa. Good skincare. Oh. Good skincare. But yes. He didn't break out. Uh, I was surprised. Uh, this movie. That's what the heroin does. Jesus yes. Christ. So yes, as, as, as you might be hearing, we're talking, we're talking heroin. We're talking really intense movie about drug addiction and struggling to be a writer. This intense drama now, you know, surprisingly stars, uh, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson, uh, one of the first times I think they were ever a duo on screen, but they were not being uh, hilarious, sexy male models. Uh, No, in this instance, they were being drug addicts. So, you know, bit of a different different thing for them. But this was pretty early on in their career. Well, not Um, only was it Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson who are 
typically comedic actors, it was Fred Willard in this drama. Fred Willard, uh, Chauncey yeah. Leopardy, which I know he only had one scene. He's the guy from uh, 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 Freaks and Geeks and from um, mm-hmm. Sandlot. Uh, he was like the young ben, ben Stiller. But there was a lot of Gene Garofalo was in this movie. Janine Garofalo. Sorry, Janine Garofalo. All these comedic actors <laughs> that I was just surprised were in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Black comedy. Sandra Oh was in this movie Very for briefly. about 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah. Her character name was Friend. Yeah. Friend. <laughs> that, you know what? That's so weird. That's the same character name she has in Grey's Anatomy. Oh. Wow. No. Oh. That's so weird. That is weird. Um, but yeah, very interesting, very comedic cast. I think so. <laughs> I had thought going into this that this was one of the very first things that Ben Stiller had ever done, but he'd actually already done some comedic stuff. He'd already done There's Something About Mary. They'd already done a short version of Zoolander that was just like a, you know, a 10 minute thing about male models being funny. Um, but uh, so he had done some comedic stuff, but I think this was early enough that he was probably still figuring out what he wanted to do and he hadn't been just like completely labeled as a comedic actor. So it was interesting watching this. Um, And now he's more of a director, I think. So, you know, careers can change people. Yeah. I got to shout out uh, Ben, Ben Stiller because I I don't think he gets uh, enough credit for his, uh, I don't know, his presence in the early two thousands, late Mm nineties. Um, I think mm-hmm. I really like his stuff, uh, or I appreciate yeah. that he's oh, there. I if I don't great. think all yeah. of his stuff is good, he's the one mm-hmm. who, who, after, I don't know, in the 2000s, there wasn't a lot of live action uh, PG movies, and he was kind of always the live action PG guy that we went to, <laughs> for better or for worse, or the rated mm-hmm. R comedies. And Tropic Thunder is just. A masterpiece. I love Classic. Tropic Thunder. I will oh. give him that. Oh, yes. oh you don't like yeah, him? I, hmm? <laughs> you don't like you don't Ben like Stiller? Ben Stiller? <gasps> I oh, love Ben surprising. Stiller. I oh, love my God. Ben Stiller. Visual, yes. visual uh, element. Lily just shaked her head. Shook her head. Shaked. Yes. I'm I, a good I, writer. Shake it. I like it. I liked Zoolander. I like Tropic Thunder. And sometimes when he works with Noah Baumbach, it's fine. that's that's what i got to say about him see for me he's the more consistent of like i don't know the will ferrells and adam sandlers i only Mm. like them usually specifically like in certain things and then i have to be in the right mood for them i feel like ben stiller i'm always down with um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That's one of my favorite oh, movies. I forgot about yeah. Walter Mitty. And that I was feel a like from movie. everything mm-hmm. I've heard, too, that he's a very, like, nice person in real life um, for the most part. Or, like, you know, I've heard better experiences, like, from working with him than some other people. But. Yeah. yeah. Do you know um, he and just a little thing. He and Janine Garofalo were dating at this at point, this- And they were kind of the alt comedy it duo for a hot second mm-hmm. and then he uh he publicly said after they broke up she wasn't cute enough for him cute oh so no. yeah there's that i like okay. your hot goss um lily that's all for you now always, yeah you always keep us goss. in lily's hot goss that's <laughs> lily's hot goss corner 
Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, like, this has been the Lily's Hot Goss Corner. Hey, Sam, what happens oh, in yeah. this movie? We yeah. should talk about this yes. black comedy. All right, so let's let's get into this. Uh, so I think, as I said at the beginning, this is based off an autobiography uh, by a man named Jerry Stahl, who is also the main character of this movie. Uh, so we follow uh, Jerry Stahl, who is approaching the end of a drug rehabilitation program. He quits his job uh, at a fast food restaurant on an impulse when an attractive woman named Kitty pulls up at the drive through window. The two check into a motel where Jerry tells her about his what? life between bouts of sex. Uh, sorry, I don't know what I said. Like that. <laughs> um, uh, a series of flashbacks intercut with their conversations detail the work detail his working life up to this point. Uh, so now we're going into the flashbacks. Um, after moving to LA from New York, uh, Jerry already addicted to various prescription medications becomes friends with another ad- addict, Nikki, who's played by Owen Wilson. Uh, at the urging of Nikki and his girlfriend, Vola, Jerry marries Vola's friend, Sandra, so she can get her green card. Sandra uses her position at a television studio to get Jerry onto the writing staff of a popular comedy series called Mr. Chompers. (laughs) He uses memories from his childhood, (laughs) including his, his mother's hysterical grief over his father's death to fuel his writing. He juggles his Mr. Chompers job and regular visits to a heroin dealer uh, named Dita. Uh, However, his drug use eventually gets him fired. So that's part one. Wow. There was was a lot in there that I did not know. Like the him, like the whole how how did he and Kitty met? I I did not know that until you just read off the summary. Did they mention that he was working at a? Fast food. Yeah, yeah they remember she, the she pulls scene. up to the to the uh, drive through window. Yeah, and like there's the stoners like I want a fish sandwich, and then she pulls up. He's like, Hey, you look sad. Do you want to get out of here? Guys. Yeah, and then and then and then he think, uh, goes with her. I don't think Tubi had that scene. Oh, yeah. what? <laughs> Did you watch a different version? Of I this went movie? on Tubi, or what is it called? <laughs> and Did they just cut out the on. first chunk? All yeah, what was the first scene for you? The first scene, which I thought was hilarious, was <laughs> him kind of like getting a limp dick and being like, okay, let's stop, let's stop, let's stop, which was really funny. Like, it was silent, silent, and they were like grunting and uh, uh, uh. And then, yeah, that, that happened for us like 10 minutes in, or like five what? minutes yeah. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No way. He missed way. a whole scene, bro. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, there's a there's a whole thing where where they they talk about how he's like sad and alone. He was like sad and pathetic looking in a fast food store. Wait uh, a minute! And, and I think uh, the whole thing is like, as I said at the beginning, is like he's just getting out of a rehab program. I think working there is like part of it, and then he just like up and quits to go off with yeah, this girl, which would completely go against rehab, and he's definitely gonna get in trouble. Yeah, right, for that. and that was explained afterwards. So I'm wondering if they like cut that out just because it was like enough said. You know, we we can we can fill in the details of like you're doing a right. shitty job, but hold on, hold on, you guys, you guys <laughs> go ahead. I'm gonna look at this real quick. Yeah. All right, Tubi. Wow. Tubi making editing decisions. <laughs> determined. They just go in and they're like, you know what? I really feel like they should have cut this scene uh, in the editing yeah. process. We, we can should. streamline this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no problem. You watched the abridged version. I guess I did. Now I'm kind of worried <laughs> that I, I, I might have missed other things. Wow. It turns out Wesley watched a completely different movie where this guy doesn't like he gets done with the drugs yeah. like right at the beginning and <laughs> it skips all of the drug use. 
This is actually um, just the prequel to Zoolander. Oh, okay. Well, no. It has it. Oh, shit. How did I miss this? Oh, my God, Wesley. <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. I didn't watch the first you part of this scene. Like, <laughs> accidentally skipped something. I hit the skip button. I guess I but did. But, yeah, so that, that is how they meet. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, I got to say, so, like, this is the scene uh, – that I think we were talking about before we started the podcast where like he's writing this like scene for Mr. Chompers, which the real life guy wrote for Alf, which I think this is supposed to be the, like, this is oh, Alf, yeah. but they gave no, it a different name. Definitely. Of copyright stuff. Definitely and, Alf. And the alien looks exactly, it looks exactly like same. Alf, but slightly green. Yes. <laughs> with yes. a British accent uh, instead of a, with a British weird accent. accent. Um, but yeah, so that scene where he's like having this really intense thing and he is like channeling this like thing from his past about like his mom, like grieving his dad and he's like getting really intense and he's smoking a cigarette and he's sweating and then they're watching it on TV and it's just a like goofy sitcom scene. That's how I feel every time I write comedy. Cause I'm always like, yeah, like gonna like really take this moment to like work through my trauma. And then I like send it out to people and everyone's like, Oh my God, that was hilarious. When like she had that awful, like horribly embarrassing moment. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. It was definitely not 100% humiliating, (laughs) but yeah, that's what we do. We writers, um, but yes, I found that scene hilarious. Um, yeah, I will say that this movie does not do an amazing job of establishing character relations. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, what do you no, mean? No, it just kind of drops you in a room. It's like here's everybody. They know each other. Yep. Yeah, they they don't really set things up. They just kind of jump right in. Uh, overall, I think we'll get into this more, but the editing and the pacing of this is really weird. Oh, my God. It's very all over it's the so place. Well, it's like a bender. That's what I always felt like it was. It was kind of like, go, 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 and I'm going to mm-hmm. narrate it for you. Yeah. Because that's I, I didn't mind any of the... Um, uh, Oh, yeah, I had a drug dealer named Benny, and then Benny had a drug dealer who was a 12-year-old boy, which I didn't know. I mean, that was kind of a weird thing. And and then it, even at the beginning when they're in the car, right, they're like, it's cutting back and forth, or it's jump oh, cutting. So, yeah, it's like, I had this Every time script, somebody says a script. word, it Yeah, cuts. exactly, exactly. So yeah. it's trying to emulate a drug bender, right? I, yeah. I don't, to to me, the 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 editing thing they used like three or four times that I really didn't like is they kept doing all these fade cuts to the same scene. So like, if you guys remember the scene where he's on the phone with his mom, he's just like, "Yeah, oh all yeah, right, mom, no, this," is, and then it just kept fade cutting to like a second later and. It, I felt like they wanted to make it feel like it was taking a long time, but the way it was all cut together, it seems like, we're saving time here. We just cut out half a second of dead right. air. Um, it's like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't need to. No, I agree with Wesley. I think that was all meant to emulate like a drug bender kind of but i feel like having seen other movies that are like considered like you know like junkie movies like you know requiem for a dream or train spotting i feel like those with their editing did a much better job of capturing that like 
really wild feeling and like, you know, kind of chaotic thing of trying to, you know, capture like a drug bender. And this yeah. this felt like it started to do that, but it didn't quite commit all the way. And it also then mm-hmm. overcommitted in other ways. <laughs> yeah, like I just found the dialogue just so abrasive. And so mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm, I'm not one for censorship. Say, write what you want to write. But using the word like retard, like a few times, I was like, mm. okay, like two minutes in, I was like, okay, we are off to the races. Hold well, on. I mean, you got to be like me and just skip ahead about three minutes <laughs> and not have to have that appalling <laughs> language. Yeah, no, I and felt again, like, okay, do I need a seatbelt for this? Damn. Like, <laughs> not to make any excuses, though, this was like the 90s where I feel like people threw that word around a lot more casually back then. So I don't think they thought it was a particularly like abrasive thing, but it is more jarring hearing it now being like, oh, God. Like, unironically, like, you know. not Michael Scott doing the bit yeah. in the office. <laughs> like, hearing it saying, like, in earnest, I was like, oh, shit. Well, to go along with like uh, this was the '90s, it was kind of weird that the '90s had some kind of fascination with media and drugs. Like there was a lot of movies about alcoholism and drugs, and mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in like indie movies, they were like really exploring it. Um, maybe mm-hmm. it was because the '80s were such a cheese fest, you know? Like they couldn't really yeah. show yeah, any I of mean, that. That they, the the other- '90s. It was like Mortal Kombat. We could show blood and video games, and it was like let's be disgusting, and then Rambo. let's talk about our drug yeah. problems. Well, I, I, I will say I just looked up the uh, uh, the director. Uh, this is the only thing he's ever directed, but he did write uh, Natural Born Killers oh. and Behind Enemy Lines, um, as well as this movie. So I feel like that kind of that counts, especially with Natural yeah, Born Killers. It. Like there was that weird, yeah. I don't think it was Darinovsky. Oh, it was Oliver Stone, I believe. But yeah, Darinovsky so. with Requiem, <laughs> and then leaving Las Vegas. That got our boy Nick Cage a uh, Oscar. Um, Thank God. Well, and then um, him drinking. Yeah. Um, the movie Blow with Johnny Depp and Penelope Cruz came mm. out like right in the early two thousands, but it still feels of that vein of like, let's do a movie about drug use and legality, and it's kind of glamorizing but also not because it's like based on a true story but they also embellish a ton of stuff and it's like Mm -hmm. oh okay what are we what are we saying about addiction here (laughs) it's like very weird i feel like everything um uh when they got into the cd side in the 90s it was all about like like it was very druggy Mm -hmm. which i i think reflects reality a little more Mm-hmm. Than whatever, like just alcoholism, especially. Well, yeah, at this I trade. mean the nineties drugs are so much when, more like, fun than alcohol. A <laughs> lot of the like heroin use was like very prevalent and like you know mm-hmm. caused. So I feel like that's definitely why a lot of that comes up in this movie is because it was a very you know big issue yeah. at the time. It's everywhere. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, so I, much heroin. There was a so there was much. a few moments in this movie that there was what I kept calling like these Jim Halpert moments where, where like odd stuff would just drop out of nowhere. There's two in mm-hmm. particular, one where he gets his drug dealer, uh, that, uh, 
a Latina woman who is like, who has a son and he's like, she's like, ah, he needs a father figure. And while they're shooting up at this point and then they're around the table and then he's like, are you leaving dad? The son says that to Ben Stiller and Ben Stiller gives him a face of like, hmm. And then it cut to next scene. They don't really <laughs> expound on that. I and think then the I one- missed that. I think I missed that too because I, I thought her whole thing is, uh, my son doesn't need a father figure. He has me. But then I'm they were. Around he doesn't need a dad. But then yeah. they were around the no, table. No, but he asked eating. like, "Are you leaving?" Like as a cue for like, get out. Like don't, like stop hanging around our house. That's how I read it. But didn't he say dad? No. Guys, guys. I think Wesley, I think I, I think no. Tubi went in and made some really intense, you know, alterations to this movie for Wesley. Okay, well, I I have to check on that one real quick, but um <laughs> but the one the so other funny. one that I know happened because I was like, "Huh." Okay. Was when he, she he like hooked up with that rich German heroin addict. And then they go, oh, they yeah. go back to the house. Oh yeah, then, no, I'm, oh god, she's like, well, who is that? Connie Nielsen. She's um, she was gorgeous. Gladiator, but... Wonder Woman, Law and Order, oh. SVU for a little bit. Oh, well, they 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 talk about like, oh yeah, my husband's a rich car dealer or something from Germany, and he's like, oh, that's a Nazi name, uh, and then they shoot up and then start having sex, and then he's she's like really intensely going like i'm fucking a jew <laughs> and, and ben stiller kind of yeah. looks at her and goes kind of it, it could honestly be a jim halpert moment where he looks in the camera and goes oh, yikes and then just keeps yeah. going at it yeah <laughs> yeah i okay so that moment i do remember and yes i totally see what you mean jim halpert moment i don't remember the other one well but i that one i do I'm the, it definitely well, yeah, it definitely on. feels like this movie at times, especially during like the sexy times or when he's trying to like find a vein. So he's like squeezing his arm and he's all. Arr. It's like they're really trying to set him up as like a sex symbol. To me, the movie is. And I'm like, he's not. I, <laughs> I know. I, I am curious to no, see he can how be attracted, I but like, like, I mean, come on. Sex symbol. Like I'd say he's well, a every man. Well, no, I know. I, every man is not sex symbol. Well, no, I disagree with the sex symbol part. I just thought they were portraying him as kind of a cocky everyman. No, I felt yeah, like it I was. Didn't, tr- I didn't see him as a any sort of sex symbol in this movie. Oh, I felt with some of the way they were but, shooting the sex scenes, like, ooh, he's he looks terrible in those scenes. He just yeah, looks like a douche. Him, like, I guess like I just resent having thing. to watch Ben Stiller sex scenes. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> wow, it's so weird how we're learning that Lily just hates Ben Stiller. I don't yeah. hate him. I resent you, you seem to give a lot of, there seems to be a lot of anger towards Ben Stiller coming in. On behalf of Janine yeah. Garofalo and Winman Everywhere. Oh. No, I'm I, That is no, not I, nearly I as am, bad uh, as some things, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am curious, though, to see how, like, because I feel like the fact that he is Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson is Owen Wilson and, like, everybody, all the other people are in this is, like, I I am curious to like I or I wonder what this viewing experience would have been like if it, if they never went anywhere if they didn't like establish themselves mm. as like fairly prominent comedic thing because like say I saw Ben Stiller and the only thing I could think of like 
that's Ben Stiller. That's a funny dude <laughs> um, in this gritty drug drama. You mean like, yeah, because I, I will say so one critique of this movie I've seen um, from people who've read the book in particular is like the book isn't funny. The book is very yeah. intense. It's, uh, you know, about this guy's, you know, journey through, you know, overcoming really intense like drug addiction, fucking up his life and then like coming back from it all. Um, and I've heard it's much more on par with like a requiem for a dream where it's pretty like bleak. Um, but this movie has those comedic elements and yeah, I do wonder like what the, if the tone would have been different if, you know, I hadn't known that these people were going to go on to do like mostly comedic roles and, you know, had that in my head. Uh, it definitely like changed my viewing of it a bit. I'm sure. Guys, Um, you are right. He said, hey, Jerry. I thought it said, hey, daddy. <laughs> oh, no, that's a different. You that's thought different. he said, hey, daddy. Yeah, Not like, dad. Like, daddy. He was, he was that's, like, a, that's a different thing. No, no like, yeah. he was. Scenes. No, he, he, was want, he was wanting a father figure so bad that he said, hey, daddy. Like, like <laughs> I know that like my parents have friends who don't have like. They're. <laughs> Wait. Basically, they call like I don't think they're close at all, but like their kids call uh, my parents like Uncle Randy and Uncle Anne because they don't have I'm much family. Daddy. Well, no, I not was daddy, so scared. I was saying, so scared you're going to say people were calling other people daddy and that no, just, no, no, no one should say that. No, no, no. No one should say that now. I mean, that that word is cursed. <laughs> only if you. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Only, only what? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, no. Y'all have dirty minds. Anyway. Oh man. Dirty, dirty uh, minds. But yeah, one more thing I want to bring up before we leave this section of the movie is what I think this movie is now most known for. Even though I don't think most people know of this movie, uh, like I'd never heard of it. Uh, but the one thing that it is known for to those who know it is the puppet scene where he's just shot up like at that party. And then Mr. Chompers comes like banging on the door to like be let in. Cause he's like hallucinating the creepy, like Alf puppet. Uh, and yeah, that was a, that was an interesting uh, moment. I just wanted to make sure we uh, acknowledged yeah. it. <laughs> I didn't see that. That, that, was... that wasn't in Tubi. No, I'm just kidding, oh, guys. God. It was. It was in Tubi. <laughs> Too soon. I, I I will say that that scene is preceded by my favorite scene in the movie, uh, which is just like he's just shot up and they, they're at a party and like it's it's like him and his uh, I can't remember his wife's name. Sandra. Sandra. Uh, they're having like this nice party, like a bunch of people over. Uh, Sandra's just a, she's trying to introduce him to like this agent because she thinks like they could get together and like do she could represent his writing and all this. And so it's a fairly nice party and he's shooting up in the bathroom and he like bursts out terrified after he thinks Alf is going to kill him or whatever. <laughs> 
Uh, and Owen Wilson's just standing there, like, seemingly oblivious to the situation, talking with a few guys. And he just looks back. He goes, Jerry, hey, Jerry, I was just telling these guys about how you we came up with the funniest noise yesterday. What was that noise? And and Ben Stiller's freaking out. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. He's like, no, come on, come on. You just do the noise. And he runs back in the bathroom, and he starts, like, throwing up the sink. And Owen just turns right back to the, to the group. He's talking, like... That wasn't the noise. It was a different noise, but it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Peter's Owen Wilson like, impression. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Uh, and no, I just thought like that was such like that was just a look into the future of like a Ben Stiller Owen Wilson uh-huh. buddy comedy. This movie was uh, kind of I, funny. Like I didn't realize like when you said this movie was going to be a drama, I was like, wow, I'm really curious to see how this will go. And then, I mean, it was dark. It was super mm-hmm. dark, but it, like mm-hmm. it had a lot of moments where I was like, <laughs> "Interesting." Yeah, no, yeah. it definitely yeah. was. You had like a bit of a like there was levity. I don't know, absurdist, absurdist, or just like yeah, like goofy moments in this very dark movie about drug addiction. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so let me let's let's go into the part two, so we uh, can keep going. Um, okay. So after Jerry has been fired from Mr. Chompers, uh, Sandra finds him a new job with a different series called No Such Luck. But the star, uh, Pamela Verlaine, herself a recovering addict, sternly but sympathetically insists that he needs to kick his habit first before he can work with them. Uh, As soon as Jerry starts on a methadone program, he runs across a dealer named Gus, who introduces him to crack cocaine and later other drugs. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) Gus sucks. Gus sucks. Uh, Jerry's increased drug use costs him his new job, and Sandra throws him out, disgusted at his decision to shoot up when she tells him that she's pregnant. Her opinion of him falls even further when she shows up high for the birth of his daughter, Nina. Part two. Part, part yeah, two. that one. What? Okay, listen. Where, like, here's the thing. Yeah, where he's late to the well, birth because he wanted to change. I was like, oh Jesus. Oh uh, no, sorry. I was going to talk about Gus, uh, because Gus is the drug dealer that every school thinks exists. <laughs> where what? he like literally Ben Stiller is walking out of rehab and getting into his car after signing up. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to get myself clean, and this dude just like. Walks up to his car, like, leans into his windows, like, hey, hey, buddy, ever done crack? Hey, I got this fresh thing of crack right here. And Benster's like, no, no, I'm I'm getting clean. I don't want to do it. No, no, you don't understand. I got this crack. And then Benster, like, tries to drive away, and Gus is hanging on to the car. He's like, you gotta do drugs. <laughs> also, like, this is who Ronald use Reagan of the, like, us about. racial slur. Yeah. Contra- oh, yeah. Like, all the hor- just horrible things in one person. Cause he yeah, sells drugs. Just like, listen, and, and like he sells drugs, and he's not taking no for an answer. Yeah, you will buy his peer, drugs, and you will do drugs with peer him. Peer pressure to the max. Uh, right outside also, a methadone clinic, so you know where. Well, yes. okay, that are, I think are, checks out though, because yeah, if people yeah. are trying to sell drugs, the place they're going to target is the people yeah. who are trying to no, recover I, from drug addiction. Well, the drug addicts. It's are, just um, heinous. That's all. Well, especially the methadone. Yeah. Like that method. Even the guy at the clinic was like. This won't work for you. I was like, damn. Well, you know who that guy at the clinic is? Who That's is the it? real Jerry Stahl. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Yeah, the, real, the real guy that this is all based on. He plays the doctor who tells the man playing him, you're not going to succeed. <laughs> like, yeah. This won't work. You'll be back. Um, 
Which, yeah, talking about a, I feel like that's a rough role to play in your own <laughs> life story. Hey, I don't um, know. Yeah. You will but not attain know. the progress you seek at this juncture, sir. Maybe it's therapeutic. What is what that I, from, Lily? What? Is that a quote from something? No, that's just my stupid brain. Oh, it sounded <laughs> so eloquent. I was like, wow, oh. is that a Star Wars quote? <laughs> Yeah, no, Jabba the Hutt said it. Jabba the oh, Hutt said it. Jabba. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a Jabba. eloquent man. Class act. Oh, so sexy. I like when he goes into the interview dressed like again a douche. Um and he <laughs> The leather, you guys. Oh, God. It was so well, much no, leather. In the interview, in the interview, he's in that bright gr- all green suit with like the gold chain and or leopard print <laughs> sh- button up. Uh-huh. He, yeah, he he looks like he's from a Smash Mouth music video. He's <laughs> like, I would like to be hired on your television show, please. Yeah, and he's all like acting weird in that interview too. And they're just like, uh huh, yeah. But I no. don't. I like that it wasn't over the top. Like it was over the top enough to know that you were he was on drugs, which is what the part was. Yes, but it wasn't like un. I don't know. It was more subtle than what you could have played it as, where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm on drugs. Let me tell you how I'm on, you know, let me really go overboard. But it was just really like energetic that anybody could kind of see, oh, this guy is not doing well. And that their reactions too were just kind of like Snickers and like, okay. <laughs> um, so I like that. Yeah. Subtle. Is. Is this the part of the movie where they throw themselves at the windows? Yes, that's after they do the crack cocaine. (laughs) Cocaine? (laughs) I was so... Okay, for the audience at home. So, uh, uh, Jerry and Gus, uh, the most persistent drug dealer in the world, um, have just done some crack. Um, And I can't remember why. Why they did crack? Because they're (laughs) drug addicts. (laughs) Let's all explain about addiction. Yeah. So when you want drugs, no, I'm kidding. Jones and Frozen. So yeah, basically Jerry starts saying something like he's like, oh, I don't know, like I'm getting tired or something, and Gus is like, oh, oh, you want to wake up? Watch this, and they're in a skyscraper. With floor-to-ceiling windows, they're on at least the seventh story because there's a helicopter shot. You cannot like see shot. the ground. Uh-huh. And they and Gus just like runs at this plate glass building and like slams into it as hard as he can. Um, he's like, "Isn't that awesome?" And for some reason, Jerry's like, "Yeah, that sounds like something I want to do." And they just start both of them running as hard as they can into these plate glass windows. I- and I was so sure. I was like. If this if this was not a nonfiction movie, <laughs> guaranteed Gus is going out right. that window. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. Okay. Although Peter, I like how you're like for some reason he thinks it's a good I can't idea. Remember why? He's on crack yeah. cocaine. Yeah, that's why. You know that's that's why. The ab- it's the, the absence of thought about and crackheads. That's yes. That's, that's that, where it comes that is, from. That is why that happened. That's drugs do things to your brain. You have drugs so do you. much energy. Um, <laughs> you're yes. going crazy. Um, I just gotta run into this window, right? You know, it just probably gotta. made sense in their brains at the time. Hey, shout out to the I wanna, actor I who played. I want to talk to Jerry Stahl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I want to learn. Maybe I'll read his memoir. Maybe that's what. Yeah, I'll do. Maybe, maybe in the memoir he's like, "This is exactly my thought process when I ran into that yeah. window repeatedly." Yeah. Um, 
But no, I do think on the Jerry Stahl note, I think it is kind of sweet in a way that uh, Jerry Stahl was in Zoolander as just like a background reporter and he's done another yeah. like couple things with Ben Stiller. So really? it, it makes me think that maybe yes. they like bonded during this experience and now they're yeah. like buddies or something. I don't, um, yeah, if you, if you go to Jerry Stahl's IMDb, he's mostly a writer. And then he has a few actor credits, and most of them are Ben Stiller movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and if I mean, could um, just oh, interject on. for one moment, one of my, uh, not my favorite line, but one of my favorites, um, has, uh, happens a little earlier in the movie, and Ben Stiller just goes, fuck the lovable puppet. <laughs> Is that when he's on drugs? It's, or, yes, probably. <laughs> he's on drugs <laughs> yeah, for most of this well, movie. A Mr. Chompers moment. Yeah, there's there's very few moments when he's not on well, drugs. Yeah, Is, isn't that like when he's in the bar with the German lady, and, yeah. and she says, "Turn turn off, turn off, Mr. Chompers. That show isn't funny." And he looks at her across the bar, and he's like, "Yes, it's not because <laughs> I wrote it." <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, they're this is, they're still splicing back and forth with the uh, with Kitty. Um, the mm-hmm. the person yes. who Post-coital she's coital te- chat sessions, right? Yeah, uh, where she's just asking him all the questions about his life, right? And it's night now. It was morning. Yes, she tried to she tried to go to work, and he's like, "No, let me keep telling you about my <laughs> fucked up yeah. life." But they're falling in love. <laughs> and she's like, oh, "Which is port yet?" Yeah. Which is like my favorite part of the movie. I I, sh- I, I like these two broken people kind of. Mm-hmm. Kind of having pillow talk. And yeah, it's a good framing method for fitting the story in. Feels Mm -hmm. like she's just listening to him and he and she's just absorbing all of it. Yeah, he's he's the narrator. No, no, I know. But like if it's a I mean, if we're doing love story, it's just her going, wow. And he's like, let me tell you about my story. I'm so interesting. He wrote for TV. (laughs) Isn't that the most interesting thing you've ever heard of? (laughs) And for visual medium uh, that this is, uh, Lily has pantomimed a gun in her mouth and has shot herself. It is very good for a podcast that she has done. Yes. I'm teasing. It's just like... We love visual humor here on the podcast. Well, she's trying to leave, and she's like, dude, I'm barely sober, too. You're only 50 days clean. Like, this isn't good for me. And he, like, doesn't respect her boundaries. I don't want to say... I wish I could say that I hadn't, you know, hooked hooked up with a Hollywood writer out here who did the same thing. This is very real, true to life. (laughs) No, let me tell you my deep, dark past for a little longer. Um, I was going to say there was like that scene where it's implied that she has been talking to him about her shit, too, because she's like, we have so much in common. You know, we've been talking for whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I do think it's just his side of the story we're seeing. Um, but it's true. Im- it's implied yeah. or I, I took it as they are talking and bonding and yeah. then. That, that's how I thought about it. Right. Too. Yeah. It's I, not like I he's agree. telling like two half an hour of a story and then s- them sitting in silence until night and then telling <laughs> well, the next no, half an just, hour. I just don't like his character. <laughs> well, it's also yeah. like she doesn't have a lot of agency to or like she doesn't have that. Mm. <laughs> I get I get you. I was like, well, I kind of want to know a little bit about her since I didn't know fucking anything about her. 
because Except I didn't that watch. She was also <laughs> once a drug addict. I knew that, but it. I did not and watch the fast food place. Clothes. She's a, yeah. You learned her name was Kitty. Like, and he's like, no, I just, I just didn't think you were a Kitty. And I'm like, oh, Mister Perception got the name wrong. God. And then they're like, I do love that moment though, where she calls him out. This is very early. This is like one of the first scenes with them. Uh, where he's like talking to her, she's like, "Oh, you're one of those like Hemingway types, aren't you?" Um, <laughs> that uh, that was delightful to me. Um, and then he says something a lot. And then you see him typing like shit. fucking Hemingway, like sweating. I like, know. <laughs> I, okay, let I me tell you about the Spanish Civil War. <laughs> like, I think some of this was supposed to be over exaggerated for comedic reference, Lily. <laughs> I think I think some of that was supposed to be over exaggerated for like comedic effect, but I also think the movie was trying to do it in a serious way too. But either way, I just love the over dramatic, like "but I'm a writer" like kind of stuff. Yes. Like I I eat I that wasn't shit laughing. <laughs> it's the writers talking about writers, right? What we were talking yes. about. I I find it hilarious that. because it is very true that that is exactly how most writers want to be perceived, and I'm not excluding <laughs> myself from that. Uh, but maybe not to that extreme. <laughs> you are not currently uh, 50 days clean. No, I'm okay. not. Well, that makes it sound <laughs> like she is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I led you into a bad oh. leading question. All right. Uh-oh. I've just admitted it. I am a heroin addict. Yes. Oh, no. Put the straight yes. away. Fine, no man. surprise to anyone. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. Hi, hi Dad. Heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> that. Uh, Sandra tells her or tells him that like, hey, uh, you're going to be a father. I thank you for everything. Like she's trying to be sweet. And then and then she uh, he doesn't say a word. You think he's going to come around and like comfort her around the table and be like, we're going to have a child. But no, he just goes to his bedroom and he usually does it in secret. But this time he's just like, shoot heroin into my bloodstream. And then she just like get the fuck out of here, and then he he's lying on that ground. That's another like fade, uh, what is it? Crossfade shot where he's lying yeah. on the ground, and then he crossfades to what you think is later, but maybe it's like five minutes. You know, like who knows? <laughs> well, no, because he's crawling to his car, and like you see him like reaching for his for like the handle, and then it crossfades into him. Already holding the handles, like you didn't cut out <laughs> anything. You just added an effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's sw- side swipes, and it's Star Wars, and they're at Jabba Hutt's <laughs> yes. place. Red leader yes. standing by. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. Um. um. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we'll feel good, I can uh, wrap up the summary, and then we can, you know, discuss the movie Absolutely. as a whole. As a whole. Um, but yeah, so uh, his daughter's been born. Uh, and while looking after his daughter, Nina, one night, uh, Jerry gets high and is arrested by the police. The oh. incident further strains his relationship with Sandra, who makes it clear that she would prefer to see as little of him as possible. The flashbacks end at this point with Jerry returning to Los Angeles in hopes of being part of Nina's life. 
as he begins to resurrect his stalled writing career, he gets a surprise visit from Kitty. The two have one last sexual encounter uh, before she leaves to move to Anchorage. Uh, in the final scene, Jerry appears on a series of talk shows and news programs while, comment- while commenting in a voiceover about the damage that his addiction has done to his life. And the quote is, I got out with a bad liver and enough debt to keep me in hock until I'm 90, if I'm still here. And with my luck, I will be. Wait, that didn't that didn't go through the Gus saga where he gets the baby and ha- it. No, and this, she, this is the summary where I, that was the first part. Is um, but yeah, we can talk about that. Am in I more going crazy? Detail. Am I not hearing like in, in even in that summary that he gets in trouble with the police after? I don't he think goes, you watched the, first, the same that was the movie. First thing I said in that summary, so you might have missed it. Yeah. Oh, guys, um, I had but four yes, hours of sleep yeah. yesterday. He does get arrested with the baby. After after like he picks up the baby, picks up the baby, and Sandra's so specific. Like I know it's a true story, so it's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, But it's like she's so specific. But like, hey, this is very important. Like I'm only asking you because I don't have anybody else who can take the baby. Mm -hmm. I'm asking one thing: don't do drugs. Cut to five minutes later. Hey, I'm gonna do some drugs with Gus, the crazy window man. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like the he said that in the front seat. No, it, this is where the movie gets extremely well, dark because even in the flashback, he tells Kitty like what happened to Nina and like what what happened there, and he's like, "I'm not gonna tell you." And then it yeah. does a flashback where he's not narrating, and mm-hmm. it is. It is the slowest paced part of the movie for like deliberate reason because we are sitting with all these actions that he's taking, which is just awful action after awful action with the baby. And that mm-hmm. is hard yeah. to watch. I thought something happened to the baby. I thought like Nina would die. I thought that like I thought we were led to believe that like something really bad had happened. Not, not that a bad mm. diaper rash isn't bad, but you know. But he, but the image of him shooting heroin into his jugular right with his baby in frame is yes. really, really hard to watch. And it's like, yeah. I think that was his rock bottom moment, totally. clearly. Yes. Because he clears up. But, like, that is hard to listen to in the news. That is hard to, you know, that's really hard for me, I guess. But, like, I don't know. That just shows, like, drugs. Yeah, and the baby's crying. <laughs> so... And- not corrosive. doing good because he needs that. I mean, his her dad needs that <laughs> to function. Yeah. You can't go. I don't know. It's really bad. Sorry. Uh, well, and it yeah. does feel. St- I mean, I do wonder. Like, hey, remember when I kicked you out for doing drugs after I told you I was pregnant? Here's our baby. Yeah, that was kind of you know. Too. Like, it is a little like I get there was no one else, but like, mm-hmm. okay, it's interesting choice there. Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> Good job, Elizabeth Hurley. I really liked her in this. No, yeah, she's not just the girl from Austin Powers. She also <laughs> was in this and married Hugh Grant. So oh, there you go. Her. Good for her. Good for Liz. But yeah, yeah, it was that part was definitely the most stressful because. And once I it's the first time in a movie I've wrote this down where I'm glad to see the police uh, roll up on the main character because now I realize <laughs> the child will be safe. He won't get into an accident. He'll be apprehended. Like, 
they yeah. will be bodily okay, even though he's in, you know, he's in, he'll be in custody. Like, uh-huh. things will kind of be okay now, <laughs> which has never I'm happened not- in a movie before. I'm like, oh, thank God the cops are here. I'm not going to lie, though. There was a brief moment when they first pulled him over that because this movie occasionally went like very darkly comedic, Mm -hmm. I thought the police were going to let him go and just write off his behavior on, oh, tired parent. Like, I was so sure it was going to happen for a moment. And then when it didn't, I was like, okay, okay, good. But like, yeah. Because even his demeanor when they walk up to him, he's like, hey. Don't they see the needle? They see the track marks. No, he's wearing his jacket. Yeah, who's he's just very clearly okay. <laughs> Which yeah, I think Ben Stiller seat. did a really good put him job in the front seat. playing like he was on drugs. But like I remember in acting, like when we were in high school, like we got advice about like how to play drunk is yes. you don't act drunk, you act sober while you're drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to play it. And so yeah. he's trying to play sober. While clearly being fucked up. He's not like, I'm yes. on drugs, man. So I thought that was like uh, good acting by Ben Stiller. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Benjamin. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, obviously the talk show stuff at the end is that's what the book is. So, you know. I enjoyed that part. That kind of brought it all around. <laughs> the worst was, part of his. Because I, I, I didn't know it was a true story. Mm. I didn't track the Alf oh. thing, so I was like, "Oh, this is like a thing." <laughs> I didn't know. No. I I have a feeling that because uh, Ben Stiller looked fairly green screened into those interviews. Yes. I have I have feeling that those are the actual interviews. Yeah, but they superimposed Ben Stiller over Jerry Stahl. <laughs> sure. The worst part Although, of his life was being on Maury, he says. And I, I yeah. agree. I don't know if I've ever seen Maury Povich do a interview, like op- yeah. uh, Oprah style, or at yeah. least Jerry Springer style. Or at least in a positive light. Yeah, yeah. it was, um, I don't know, it was strange when you see him reunite with Nina and, um, what's the the character's name? Baby, baby mama's name. Oh, Sandra. 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 And he is doing well. He's holding Nina. He's clearly, you know, he loves his daughter. Um, and his now, like, um, the new, like, stepdad, the new romantic right. interest seems, like, cool with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got a daughter, you know, mm-hmm. with an ex. Like, I get it. Like, very sympathetic. Like, okay, he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, oh, I, they're trying to make the schedule work for when he can see Nina. And just because I know these situations, like, and he's just like, oh, I really want to make this a regular thing. Like, I want to. And she just has to boundary, like, okay, can we just take it one step at a time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your string is already thin. Like, you you have mm-hmm. no Yeah, strings. I just didn't. Like, even when he's on, like, the road to redemption, and I'm totally here for, like, recovery stories and stuff. But it was just, like, I just don't like you as, like, a person. <laughs> like, I just and- don't like you like you are here by the grace of this woman you gotta kind of eat shit for a little bit with your with the kid situation and he's but just don't like you think, i want to be here all the time don't you think lily he understands that like in the way he's reacting of like okay yeah i get it i don't know i just feel like just his character overall just felt very like entitled to this tv success he felt entitled to do whatever he wanted in terms of drugs we never know um 
what the deal we know that his mom was incoherent on the phone but then when he flies back just to clean up the blood i was like okay can we flesh that out a little bit yeah i was gonna say i feel like, like we they i wasn't let being... in i felt like to his addiction story yeah, well, because the thing is, the movie starts with him already moving to L.A., where he's already been in New York, and his drug problem's already started there. Right, which I so, get like, that, yeah. but I feel like, and again, I've said this before in movies, I, in <laughs> episodes, I need an emotional entry point into this Well, yeah, this that's guy. what I was, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, like, I'm yeah. saying, like, yeah, like, I feel like we just jump right in, like... And he's already there, and they keep hinting at, like, there being some weird emotional thing with, like, his mom. Which is like, yeah, and, like, sure. And I don't really even understand how it is that she died, that he had to be, like, scrubbing her blood so out of the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. Where was his sister? His or sister called the him and then wasn't there. Team. Yeah. The forensics no, so really team to, like, that. To clean so up the like, carpet. That was disturbing. It looked like mm-hmm. it was not even dry. Yeah. 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 And but again, like, I also don't know, too, if that was supposed to be a little bit of like a drug induced thing that he sure. was just seeing, like, like a metaphorical, like cleaning up after his mom has died kind of a thing. It didn't seem deliberate, but, though, if that was the case. It felt very just sloppy. Well, yeah. And that's kind of like also like to the same point I think I said earlier of like it feels like it's kind of trying to like lean into like a lot of this is the drug induced stuff, but it doesn't fully commit in some yes. areas and this is one where it felt like maybe that's what it's trying to do but it didn't go far enough for me to like see that that's what it was see I obviously there I f- would be parent stuff that led to the, like familial trauma that led to or uh-huh. informed the addiction i i don't know what his situation was and then afterwards when he's with his daughter i'm like okay but now you're just you just feel entitled to your daughter that you really put in harm's way not that long ago well, I think he's eating shit, but it's like he's trying to come at like a like a as a penitent, like as like mm. somebody who's like, yeah. you are, yes, I am at your mercy. Hey, I really want to make this work. And then she's just not ready for that. I don't I don't see her, him as like I'm entitled to my daughter, especially with the way he's yeah. reacting to all like he's like, this is understandable. I understand that you're angry at me. I I'm trying to show you because I've broken my trust or your trust and I'm a fuck up. And he says like in the, in certain points of the movie that like to, to Kitty of just like how of a shit person he was enough for me to be like, it doesn't matter how he got into drugs. He got into drugs and all drug addicts essentially are shit or are, are not our shit, but like they see themselves that horrible, way. Yeah, well, have horrible things that, like, break people's trust, break down families, cause trauma to everyone they know. Like, everything they touch is is in harm's way. It's an mm-hmm. indictment on, like, drugs. And it, I know that, like, it he's on this bender and it doesn't look bad until that baby thing. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I need to change because... And it did look bad, by the way. It looked bad to everybody, but yeah. it didn't show him he's bad, even though... From a layman's point of view, God, he's going to parties, shooting up in the bathroom. He's he's going into doctor's offices. I would say that would be a, like a rock bottom situation. No, it takes him this to like the last part of the movie where he's really fucking up, mm-hmm. which is the slowest part. Which, uh, you know, it, I don't know if I'd, it matters that how he got on drugs because it doesn't. Yeah. It can be peer pressure. Who who cares? Maybe at high school he just wanted to try it because he's like such a try everything type of person. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Which, he came from a great family or something. I don't know. And that's no, but the I other get what you're even. 
to just and even can I just I just want to say one thing to Wesley's point there. The other thing too is sometimes all it takes is someone just trying something once. If you have addict addiction with in your drugs family, like that, it just takes one like time. It, it can just be one time and that's it. Like you know, um, yeah, and like even at the very top of the movie, like he opens it with "I moved uh, out of New York to California to get away from drugs." <laughs> mm. um, oh my god. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that that tends to backfire on um, on people. Yes, with California. Uh, yeah, and yes, I, and I would agree with you, Wesley, especially with like his his uh, demeanor and performance at the very end when his daughter's like three or four or whatever, um, because like throughout the whole movie, every time he's interacting, she's more like he's two. Fairly energetic. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's yeah. older. Um. Uh, he's he's like fairly energetic. He's got like this kind of persona that he puts on, um, especially around Sandra, uh, and it really only strips away twice. It strips away the the one time where um, oh when he when he comes to ask if he can stay with her because they they are married. They have their green card marriage, but they live in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes to ask if he can stay with her after uh, I think uh, Nick Nikki kicks him out. Because he was stealing Nikki's drugs, mm. um, and that you—that's the first time you see his like persona drop, and then it comes right back up. And the only other time you see it is at the very end when he, when he's been clean for fifty days and he's actively trying to do better, um, and maybe he is not in a place where he can be like a regular figure in his daughter's life right now, but he wants to get there and he, he's trying to do better. Mm-hmm. That's the only other time you see the persona drop. Yeah, totally. I um, didn't see anything drop, but that's just, you know, it's all subjective. No, totally. Totally. I um, saw it I, drop a little bit with his daughter at the end. I'll give you that. Well, well, how about the, okay. My, I think my absolute favorite part about this movie was again, the relationship with Kitty who he's been telling all these stories to and himself. Um, uh, and at the end where she, she appears out of nowhere and is like, you told me your address, buddy. And, you know, they have a wonderful couple of days and then she's like, um, Hey, I'm moving to Anchorage to get with my brother or to, um, sorry. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> to, to what? Sorry. To, Maybe Kitty had other issues. Sorry. Than drug addiction. Guys. To, um, to like, my brother is giving me a job, which is stability, mm-hmm. and it's in mm-hmm. Anchorage, um, which is which beautiful. is a big part of like recovery too. Is like new people, new places. So that felt that felt real to me. Well, and then mm-hmm. uh, w- good good point, Lily, because um, Kitty was like, "Are you sure you're going back to L? I mean, are you sure you- that's a good mm-hmm. idea that you're going back to LA, the place that you're?" So that's a good point, um, but. They really they have this moment that reminds me of the ending of Fleabag season two, where it's like Aww. this cannot happen, and it's utterly heartbreaking. Where it's like these two broken people who are like, "I'm going to Anchorage for my i I got a lump and a, a like tear in my eye." But, I, well, now I am too. That they, the, now that you brought up the end of Fleabag season two, you can't just spring that on people, Wesley. <laughs> well, <laughs> this was... movie had that similarity to it, where. Okay, this sounds. This just popped into my head, and I'll say it. Um, it reminded me of this like song lyric at the at, like when they were when she was like, "I've I've made a lot of fucking mistakes," and she's like tearing up, trying to like hold his hand. And 
It's Simon and Garfunkel's uh, uh, Bleecker Street. And there's one lyric in there that says, I saw a shadow touch a shadow's hand. And I was like, mm. I, that like hit me while they were talking. Because like, it's yeah. two people who are so broken and have found each other. And it's just going to last momentarily. But it, she's like, I hope you come. I mean, I'm going to daydream about you coming to Anchorage, but I know you never will. And I was like, oh, my God, this is making me. I mean, this is what life is about, where it's like brokenness coming together, like the humbled, <laughs> the humbled coming together after just such uh-huh. shit. I yeah. don't know. I, yeah, I know. I know you didn't mean it with that inflection. <laughs> like, oh, now this is what this life's is what, about. This zest on life, Broken baby. people. Yeah, I definitely think um, my favorite line was Maria Bello saying, to, and this is right before, you know, this is right after, sorry, where she tells him that she's going to leave and they're just kind of with each other in these last few moments. And she, you know, she kind of really opens up and she says, I've been hurt by a lot of people, you yeah. know, and she says, you know, I made it like what Wesley said. She, she said, I made a lot of dumb mistakes, but she said the jury stays out a, a long time on days like this. Yeah. Which I thought was a really good line. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of sp- it kind of says it all right there in that one line. Yeah. But yeah, no, so kind of, I guess, like winding down on this movie, I realized at the beginning I didn't say, like, why we picked this uh, instead of the movie that I had originally picked, uh, why I went to this one next. Um, basically, I had never seen this movie at all. Uh I was talking with my mom about how I'm terrified of creepy puppets. And she's like, oh, dude, did you ever see the movie where Ben Stiller is a drug addict and he hallucinates a creepy puppet at one point? Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, Sounds like your mom. Yeah. I was like, no, I haven't. Maybe I'll check it out for the podcast at some point, uh, thinking that I'd be picking it maybe for the podcast in like another month after I'd done some research and stuff on it uh, and that we'd be watching Five Children Knit this time. But, you know, I think I think it worked out. Uh, this was interesting. I probably would not have watched this movie if not for the podcast because I just like never heard of it. Um, but yeah, you know, there you go. Point of the podcast, I guess. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that none of us had watched. It's another movie that none of us have watched. Uh, yeah. And that we get to come in with a clean slate, either all of us. It is kind of fun yes. doing the ones where we're all going in blind. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh but yeah, so I guess uh, the only question left is uh, if this movie drove up to the drive-thru where you were working as a fast food worker and told you that you should come away with it to go get a cop- cup of coffee and hook up, would you go with this movie or would you continue working your fast food job? Sam, are you asking if we want to hook up with this movie? Yes. And yes. like have a... a- move to Anchorage with it? Is that what you're asking us? Yeah, have a, have a deep conversation, uh, just delve into the art, each other's uh-huh. past. Do you want movie? to go back to with this movie to a motel room? And I guess in this situation, the movie is also the guy and listen to this movie's entire life story <laughs> in between hookups. Do you want to do that? Or do you want to just keep working at the fish sandwich fast food place? Those yeah. are our two options. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll go first. The fish sandwich. That's funny. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That was a, that was a forceful. I'll go yeah, first. Yeah. I think go we all know it. what Lily's going to say. 
There is no shame in fast food work. (laughs) And I will continue my steady job and it will build character as I try to manage my sobriety. Right on. And I'll tell this movie to fuck off. No, I'm kidding. Not really. It's funny. I... Yeah, I think I I'm going with my my fan favorite answer. Uh, liked it, didn't love it. Um, I I think for for me the fact that there is a memoir out there that this movie's already based on that people tend to have good things to say about. I think there's no need to watch this movie. Um, like. It, it, unless, like, you read the book and you're really into it, or, like, you really are a diehard, I'm gonna see every Ben Stiller movie fan, uh, like, I enjoy this movie, I, I, I think it is totally fine to be forgotten and float away like a burger wrapper in the <laughs> So you would go. stick with your job with Lily. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm Lily's co-worker. Okay. This Yay, one. we're gonna build a co-worker bond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess I, I feel like we might be going in order of like progressively (sighs) to maybe liking this movie the most. So I'll go next. Uh, I would take the, this movie up on the offer for coffee, but not the hookup part. Uh, Like I go get a mm -hmm. cup of coffee Kind of hear it out, hear what it had to say, listen to a few of its stories, recognize that maybe I'd be better off going to go read the published book rather than continuing to sit and have this conversation in a coffee shop with them. So kind of agree with Peter. I've heard very good positive things about the book, which makes me feel like maybe that's the better version of this to enjoy versus the movie. But like, you know, I had a good time, as I've mentioned before. I love kind of, you know, making fun of slash calling out the dr- over dramatic writers of the world. <laughs> so that was very entertaining to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I think this movie just for me, it, it couldn't quite decide if it wanted to, like, take this really dark story and run with it as a completely dark comedy or like be true to the darkness of the source material. And so it kind of ended up in this weird, like, in between that didn't really... Mm-hmm you know, do it for me. So, yeah. Well, I think you're right about the order in which, uh, the uh-huh. intensity <laughs> that we loved it or, uh, we hated or loved it. Um, I thought this was a perfect movie to put on this podcast. Um, it's movies that like this, where I'm like glad that we have this, where uh-huh. I would have never, uh, heard about this movie if it hadn't been for you, Sam. And thank Jen Pavich. Oh, yeah, shout out Jen. to Jen. Shout out to Jen. Hey, Jen, how you doing? How's Austin? Um, <laughs> send 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 an answer in my PO box three hundred seven, <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I think for me, I, I was pleasantly surprised. It reminded me a lot of uh, it was two stories. I can't remember what I what I said that it's. Wolf of Wall Street meets something else, but I can't remember that other movie. Um, but for me, yeah, it had like a Wolf of Wall Street vibe with like the the bender. I enjoyed this character a lot more. Um, I just think this is kind of a good book 
Like, if I were to compare it to a book, like, it would be a book on my shelf that I'd go, I like that book. It's a, it's a, it's a paperback novel that I'd share with people. But, you know, I, I, think, uh, I think it's beautiful and it should be brought back. Especially because I really appreciated Ben Stiller in this movie. I thought he mm-hmm. did a, a wonderful job. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely hook up with this movie. <laughs> I would hook up with this movie. That's what we were waiting for. M- yeah. Move to Anchorage. I've heard, I want to. I want to go to Anchorage or, or, or just any Alaskan place. I want to see Alaska. Um, but Sarah yeah. Palin's yeah. house. You want to go there? Any place? Oh. Really? Any? You can see Russia from there. All right, you're twisting my words. Um, you That's can. What I'm good at. Shut. It's not an episode of this podcast unless Wesley and I get into an argument. Right. Yeah. This is our uh, argument. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Cool. Well, do I have a movie for us to watch oh. next? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, so uh, to get to give uh, our audience at home an insight into my thought process of when I pick movies. Yeah. Um, what is it? <laughs> I I usually have a list of movies, uh, like like a small selection that I want to pick, and then after we finish watching three, I pick from one of those. Whichever one is, like, the most curveball, just like, you know what? We just did this, this, and this. Let's throw a wrench in the works. Uh, uh, not necessarily to... The Void was an outlier. <laughs> one that I loved. The Void was a very large wrench. I still love that we watched that I movie. Too. I still liked that movie. But our next movie um, is... Uh, a South Korean oh. film uh, <laughs> called The Pirates. Uh, and you can take a listen to the trailer right here. Hi there, everybody. This is Editor Peter. Uh, when I said I would play the trailer, I thought I could find a English sub of the trailer. It does not exist. This movie is entirely in Korean and so was thus only advertising Korean. You can hear the trailer under my voice right now. So while that's playing, I'm just going to kind of read you uh, the synopsis. Here we go. An alliance is established with the Ming Emperor, who bestows a treasured royal seal upon the newly established country of Joseon to mark its inauguration. However, during the seal's transport to the royal court by sea, a giant whale protecting its cap smashes the ship and swallows the royal seal whole. To save face, the couriers sight an attack by pirates as the reason for the seal's disappearance. When retrieval of the royal seal becomes the new kingdom's top priority, the Joseon king calls for the eradication of the pirate menace. Meanwhile, a small group of court ministers enlist a former soldier, now being held prisoner, Kim Tae-woo, to head the naval expedition to hunt down the whale that swallowed the seal. Well, at sea, they must contend with two other formidable factions of outlaws who have also learned the truth behind the seal's disappearance. One group being the ragtag gang of bandits led by former Gyoro Goryo soldier called Crazy Tiger, and the other being a crew of pirates led by the formidable female buccaneer Yo... Whoa. Oh, God, this is going to be good. Uh, also known as the Rising Dragon. In a time of great turmoil, the missing chapter of Joseon's foundation surfaces in a roaring skirmish on the high seas. Yeah, yeah so that's the Pirates. Uh, I don't know what trailer just played because there's an English dub and a South Korean. Well, I'll uh, do the English uh, dub. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, but uh, uh, I'm very excited to watch this movie. For those who do want to watch along at home, it is the entire movie is available for free on YouTube. Oh, thank God bless. Uh, and so we can absolutely watch it. It's also on like Tubi and Freezy. I don't know if we can trust Tubi after this one. Yeah, no, yeah. that was, I don't know that was error. I was watching it at work today. So let's, 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 let's this, it's probably my fat thumbs. I got fat ass <laughs> thumbs. We don't thumb shame here. Uh, hey, I'm shaming him. All right. Oh. Um, there we go. All right. Yes. That's the pirates looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, Peter, time. another oh. weird ass movie you're throwing at us. The wa- That's what I'm here. Peter's the wild card. The weird you got uh, the He's void, chaotic, <laughs> neutral yeah, one of the group. Yeah, you look, you look back through like the my picks of the movies. There is no through line. I just just weird, irreverent <laughs> movies is what I would put your movies as, which yeah. I love. I'm not, this is not an insult. So I love you. Yeah, no. I, and I was trying to throw a curveball with this one, and I feel like I still ended up doing not a play. This movie isn't a play, but no. it was still dark conversation and da 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 da. Like, kind of a pseudo intellectual d bag. God damn it! I didn't mean to. I no, swear to God, no. next time no. it's gonna be literally it's gonna we have, be a creepy kids we have movie. Our, we have our corners. I'm going back to my uh, modus operatus. I forgot that word, but. Uh, Modus operandi? Yep. No, please, please don't correct Wesley next time he mispronounces a Latin How word. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Please let she him live in ignorance. wants to humiliate me. Yes. Ah. I, I, am, I am very excited to watch another, like, weirdly forgotten blockbuster. Those are some of my yeah. favorites. You got it, baby. They're sometimes the most fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. All right, well, shall we wrap this yes. up? Bye now. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want? To, I, I feel like you. You always. Yeah. Oh, sorry. This, uh, so this has been another episode of Hello from Obscurity. I've been Wesley. I've been Peter. I've been Lily. And I've been Sam. And goodbye from Obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>